So this is the first AB Talk special. It's the first time we decide to bring not a one-on-one, but a group of friends to discuss a very important topic. We talk about parents and kids. I hope you really enjoy it. And if you want to see the video version, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's been uh, an interesting debate whether we should sometimes, sometimes have a special chapter where I invite specific special people uh, to talk about a certain topic. And the first topic that came to mind was because of uh, a collection of Instagram videos that I did about uh, mothers after delivery, uh, postpartum depression, getting back uh, into a rhythm and all of these things. And I got a lot of uh, shit for it and actually support. So I got two kinds of um, feedback. I got the women who were happy that a man brought this topic and they celebrated that. And then I got the type were thinking, who the hell are you to be talking about something as a man that you can't relate to or understand? So we did two parts. One was me alone, which I got most uh, pressure on. And then one with Veronica, who's here also today. Uh, and then I thought it's such a big topic that it deserves more. And we wanted another guy uh, I got Nido here also to give his perspective. And we have to have a very open, frank conversation. So I'll introduce the special friends. So this is a special, the first one. Uh, my mother, Hala Kadam. Uh, title will be written there. So I don't need to say the title, I think, but she's, I would call her a life coach. Uh, and a mother of five boys and two male dogs. And, and uh, three grandchildren. And three grandchildren. Um, and I wanted to bring her perspective because my mother went from a marriage to a divorce, then another marriage. So you do, yes. you did decide to marry again and to have another child. So yes. I think that perspective is important. Nuruddin or Nido, as I call him, is in sales and marketing and life coach and a business coach, uh, and a father of five, uh, four beautiful children yeah. and a marriage of over 15 years. So I think. Very interesting perspective because I know I'm going to talk about certain points in your uh, story and journey. Uh, Veronica, uh, one of my dearest friends, and you saw her already on Instagram, a mother of two. Uh, so we'll get her perspective. And she runs Bukhash Brothers. Uh, Tracy, also extremely dream- uh, very, very dear friend. From a business person, corporate person. So you saw the, the corporate side of life and how it can affect a woman. And your friends, I think a lot of them have kids. You didn't decide on marriage yet. You didn't decide on having kids yet. Uh, entrepreneur, I would say also coach, a mentor, celebrity training. All of that will have a bio for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I felt I needed somebody who still didn't take that step, but saw people around her take that step. So that outside perspective. So I think we have a decent uh, gang to have a very casual discussion. I don't want to talk too much. I did already. But uh, I want to start, uh, I'll start with my mother and talk about knowing the challenges that you face, not only as a wife through marriage, because marriage is already difficult to maintain and manage, but then to make a decision again to have another child, although you see how it can affect you and it probably did affect you in many, many ways. So the question is? Why would you do it again? See, I don't think there is... Not the marriage, sorry. I know. I mean, even the marriage. I mean, there are too many reasons. I mean, I had four already uh, sons. And my husband, Mac, 
uh, was married before, but he never had a child. So I thought, um, you have to have a child to understand what feels to be a parent. So no matter what I will tell him, I mean, you were with, you know, you were in the state and uh, your brothers were with their father and Tariq was with me. But I wanted him to understand how it, why I want to be with my children, why I want to see them, what is the connection. It's much more than just you have children and they visit you. It is a whole lifestyle, you know, you have to be there for them. And he needs to understand that number one to me, and I think for most mother is my kids, not him. And if he's not a father, he would not understand that. So I told him, you didn't have any children, and I have four, so I'm going to give you a gift, which is uh, a child. I was hoping for a girl, but the boy came. So, um, and, I, and it made a huge difference, uh, difference in, um, in uh, his personality and his outlook. He even understood my relationship with my sons. He understood my uh, um, need of being with my kids, especially you guys didn't live with me. So, <laughs> as I said, my life was not as simple. It was very complicated because there are kids here and there are marriage here and there is ex-husband and then a new husband and it's too many things. And an adopted son, which, you know, it's all together. So you, you thought it's... It's important to make him experience that, although it's nine months and it's uh, and I was the, the challenges after one years. Yeah, which is a so big, big decision and big decision physically for a woman, mm-hmm. not just emotionally, physically, health wise. I didn't have energy. I was exhausted, and I did. You know, I mean, I was pregnant when I was. I mean, I had you when I was eighteen, so it's totally different. Epidural. <laughs> Yeah, Completely. Hassan was a pedural, which is like I wanted to just <laughs> doctor's hand, and I'm like, where were you all my life? You know, so um, you know, y- your delivery was nightmare. Thanks, <laughs> really. Vero. I'm going to ask you because um, we had this conversation a bit. We touched on it, but you said for you to get back into or back on your feet or back in a rhythm or to, I don't know whether it's what you meant exactly, I'd love to know. It's building back a confidence or building back a lifestyle or a balance or whatnot. It took you a year, 12 months. I think some women, maybe they, they think they're back in six months, some maybe two years, some 10. In your experience... Some never. Some never, maybe, and it's very difficult to... And I said something, and I think a lot of women got offended when I said they're stuck in a hole. Mm-hmm. But I didn't... I do, look, I'm going to be very protective of my own opinion because it's an opinion and then, guys. So I want us also to interrupt each other whenever you think I'm saying something stupid or, or good. But for you, why does it take a year for a mother? Um, I think it's because of the development of the child. I think it's, it's your, um, you going back to what you were before um, has to do a lot of with the development of the child. So, in other words, um, when a child is a bit more independent, then you can focus a little bit more about yourself, you know, uh, on yourself. 
um, in the beginning, your child needs you. So um, you're just like completely, completely focused on the child and it's your number one priority. Um, if you're breastfeeding, for example, you can't even wear the clothes that you were wearing before because you have to, uh, you know, quickly um, uh, feed this child and you cannot wear a dress, for example. You have to wear pants and a top. Um, and also while you're breastfeeding, you can also not lose all the weight because your body needs that fat to support the child in case that in case you're starving, for example. It's all, I think it all has to do with uh, evolution and nature and how we're engineered to um, to be, you know, that support for, for a child that uh, cannot survive without you. So um, for me, I think the moment I stopped breastfeeding, I could uh, start wearing the clothes that I wanted to wear. Um, and I felt that my child was not so dependent on me. Um, and I could therefore just focus a little bit more on me. So that took, I, I stopped breastfeeding at seven months. Mm. So it took a little while until I could get back to normal. Tracy, um, I think you're very, knowing you as a friend, I know you're very motherly. Mm. Uh, whether it's with human beings or animals, you're great, <laughs> naturally. Um, but being that outside perspective, and then you see your closest friends, I think a lot of them have children. And you can see some of them maybe don't have it easy, and some of them have it super easy. I don't know. But how does it make you feel as a, a, a person who still didn't take that step? Does it make you feel like, mm, no, I don't want this. This seems scary, or I'd love to. What's your perspective from the outside? So I think, I mean, some people are not children people unless it's their own absolutely like i would assume you're the same no you don't like children unless they're your own i mean you're more of a my yeah, boys my my, my kids bad kind of, <laughs> still, joking. Um, i've always loved children since i was 17 and 15 i was the one playing with the kids when everybody else was yeah this playing is with adults this is very yeah. much uh, my lane um, having seen my friends with kids i realized the difficulty that comes with it uh, the responsibility and it could get annoying and difficult and hard and that's when I can peace and exit and my friends are stuck and they need to deal with everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't t doesn't come to say that I do not want to one day experience what you were talking about, Hala, which is um, the feeling of being a parent and everybody keeps saying that. I mean, one of my best friends has children, two of my best friends have children and they are everything to me from what I know how to love a child. But when I say that, a lot of people say, but hold on, you don't know what it's like unless it's your own children. So it could be a beautiful blessing to feel that kind of love. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't find peace not having a family or children if that never happens mm. for me. I feel like there is many versions of happiness. And a lot of people that just tie down their version of happiness to marriage, children, that they will we be... We need to underline what you're saying because it's the most important thing that it's, woman needs to hear. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that there's the, that one version. This is what life is about. Near the end, the end is in 30, 31, 32, unless you are married... This is the Arab end. The Arab end, <laughs> I'm telling you. And unless you're married or you find a husband or you have children, there is no other version of happiness. But that shocks me a little bit because it makes me think 
you were alive for 30 years or 35 years, and how did you not build any sort of goals or, or, or aspirations or ambitions that are besides families and children? So if but, it happens... But Tracy, I'll, I'll, uh, sorry, I'll interrupt you on yeah, this please. because I think it's an important point. I've, I've spoken to many women on this specific point where they'd come and say, we can be sitting in a restaurant and they'll say something like, yeah, you know, I'm getting old. I mean, I'm 26 and I'm still not married. And I'm like, you're still a baby. And, but they, whether they say it verbally or they're just thinking it, it's a very dangerous thing to think, I'm old and you're not even 30. Uh, I'm incomplete without a man or without marriage or without kids. I'm missing something. I'm supposed to uh, tip, uh, tick these things to be a complete human being and happy and successful. And I talked uh, this with this about uh, about this with Nora, Nora Al-Kabi, and she's 40, still not married, still no kids. And, uh, and we talked about what is success because some people will look down at that and say, oh, great, you're a minister, but you're not a mother or a, or a wife. Oh, how, how sad or how poor are you about that? And, and she said something, I would say, poor him who thinks that, not poor me. Absolutely. So... It's a very important point. I don't know how it is, for example, in America and Spain, but here in the Gulf region and Arab countries, even North Africa, they will make you feel you're missing out or not you're missing, you're, you're not complete unless you finish this journey. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I think it's a, a perception. So your perception becomes your reality. If you perceive your happiness or the benchmark of happiness according to these rules, then you will always can feel that way. Them? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, can you it's, blame it's them? Can you blame? If you're programmed to think that way, you're, if your mother tells her child, ha, habibti, when will you get married? Yalla, make us happy, make us happy. Maybe you were lucky to be in a family that's very understanding and not pressuring you. It's, that's, you are 1%. But that's okay. A mother and a father, they don't pressure me. You're right. But I, I'm Arab and I live in a but society that whether my parents you. do it or not, the society but pressures. Tracy, say you're born. Hmm. Tracy Harmoush is born from the age of three, she hears, Yalla, inshallah, arus, inshallah. I do hear, why do you think I don't but hear? But you hear that, and then, okay, maybe Tracy has a strong personality and her own opinion of it's her my happiness. my perception, okay? how I built it. But nine out of ten, girls will think, how will I make my... And th the other day, a girl said, um, but how will I make my father happy? He wants to see me, he wants to walk me down the aisle. Okay, and it's, let me then answer it's a your very point. selfish thing. Let me answer your point. I was dating somebody for five years, um, I was 27 at the time. And at the time, I was assuming that we were going to get married. It never worked out. He didn't want to get married at the time. We ended up breaking up. Just to show you that I worked on myself. So my perception has changed because of how much I've worked on myself, not because I always believed what I believe right now. When I was 27 and that happened, I thought to myself and I was saying, how am I going to date anybody now? I'm 27. I wanted to be married. I was supposed to have children. This was my perception as a 27-year-old girl who was in a relationship for five years. And based on that breakup, I had to build myself, find myself. I used to, I remember feeling like I'm not used to walking into a restaurant by myself. It's awkward. I'm used to walking with a man. And now when I look back, I always tell people, yeah, I'll meet you there. Like you, I, you, build a, you build a personality and a, and, a, and, a, and a confidence if you try so hard to work on yourself. So I started working on my goals, on my career, on all those things that started to matter to me a lot. And shunning, shutting away everyone that's telling me, uh, oh my God, but don't you want a husband? Aren't you getting married? And I'm realizing to myself, you know what? I'm working so hard on many things that it's building me. 
And that is not the only version of happiness. So my point is, you learn and you grow and you push hard and you do everything that's uncomfortable to learn so hard that to learn so much that you're not. This is not the only version. It's a beautiful version, and but, I would love to have it one day. But if I don't, it's okay. Yes, but again, you're talking. We're talking about millions and millions of people didn't have your opportunity of breaking up, maybe, or having a relationship, or even having the chance to to expand their, you know, thoughts or ideas. We're not talking about just perception. We're talking about something is engraved in us. Right. It's engraved in us that the minute we, I was 17 for God's sake, and I wanted to get married. Mm. I wanted. My mother said, "No, no, Mama, you have to finish your school. No, I want to get married mm. because that was the only thing as a a girl." And that time, which we have still now, this is my destination. Mm -hmm. And I have to get married in my mind. Okay, I wanted to run away from the school, whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. But look at you now. Haven't you learned and un unlearned so much and yes, learned but brand I'm new things? I'm 57 now. And I've learned through the years, but what I'm saying, it's so easy to say, why, like, you know, I work with thousands of women and they sit there and they feel like, you know, I'm nothing. And they're so desperate to find a man, desperate to have children. They become so frustrated. We can go on talking about this, but I think it will take a while and people like, Anas and me and you guys and millions of us through maybe a hundred years now, from now, that to tell people to unprogram. Now, the marriage age has changed, even in, as an uh, Arab and, you know, GCC, because now the girls do get married in the end of 20s before it was like, you're 22. Seriously, you're, you're not married? Goods. So... But I think we're coming out yeah, of I the... I think yeah. we're revolving around the same topic, but, but we the need main to go point back. was, why are, you, why are we so programmed to think of marriage and kids? Even if you're married, you're like, if you don't have kids, you're still a failure in, in many well, ideas. Can, can I say something? There was this uh, Harvard study about uh, what, are, what is the key to happiness. And they studied uh, a bunch of people for... for uh, Long, uh, period of time, and they found that the key to happiness was relationships Correct. and people connecting yeah, yeah. with other people. Absolutely. So the longing for finding a person that you connect with, whether it's your husband or you know or not, it's it's real for all human beings. It's not wrong. It's fine. Exactly, and I think what happens is that. You want to build your own family as well because when you're older, those are the people that are going to stick with you. If you're lucky. We think We that. think so. We were like, brought up Of course, way. There, then so many things happen and so many families, you know, brothers that don't talk to each other and, you know, things like that. But 
But you want to think also then when you grow old, you'll have your children that will take care of you and then you will have all of these experiences together. Um, and I don't know, like, I feel that those are the people that I will really connect with yeah, but then and then I would really, uh, <laughs> add, add something real quick. Um, I have a few questions for you, but yeah, yeah. first give me Let this. Me, so, so the thing is, okay, so I, let's say the, the Harvard article, mm -hmm. Israel. The but research, is it, but, it's but, a very famous. But is, is, is it, isn't it true that also the people uh, that also make us not happiest are also those people who we also go into these relationships with? So the point that I want to talk about is, is yeah. that a lot of people get married. It's not like you know um, uh, they're single at an old age. They do get married, but it's not the happiness that they were hoping for. And I've seen so many people that live a miserable life because of that. Right, and they and and the fact that they're married is more important to them mm. than the sadness absolutely. and the absolute. Yes, yeah, the idea. We're, and we're, I've, I've and I've actually seen instances where either the 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 girl wanted to be out, but then the family would be like, "Well, you know, it's, that's it's shameful. You know, is there a way to work, work it out? Isn't there a way to talk to? I mean, you know, so divorce became this voodoo thing in the society." where a woman should sacrifice her unhappiness for the sake of marriage. Or kids. Or kids. For, yeah. yeah, they say that for the sake of the kids, but you don't understand it's what... It's not really. Like, the because the you know what happens, like for me, as, as a father, but more importantly, as a father of, of, of two daughters, you know, I, I need to, see, you know, if they grow up in an environment where they see a man shouting at their mom or being abusive to their mom, but just for the sake of the kids, just keeping the marriage, guess what my daughters are going to do? And your son's going to be my you. my son's is going to be me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so I think that's also an important topic that yeah. marriage is not always as happy as we think. I found the, because I was struggling with the title for this video. So it will be, I think, marriage and kids. No, I think, I think from this, epi you know, session yeah we could do 20 <laughs> for sure. yeah for sure need i have a question that was in my mind while the ladies were speaking one is you decided to get married very young since now i think we're touching not only on kids but also marriage you decided at a very young age i think we like yeah i stayed nine years married and divorced and then you're mashallah now uh, 15 years and plus right so you start we would say 23 today is the is the new 18, right? Or 17. And secondly, also an early parent. Do you think you're a, a victim of programming that I have to get married? She's a great girl. I know her for so long. I have to get married to her. It's the right thing to do. It's the next step. It's that factory belt of life. Uh, yes and no. So I say yes because, uh, I say no because it is the person that I love. So it was, I married because I love the person. No because I felt like the timing was off, you know, um, I was too young. Uh, there was a lot of things that I think we could have waited to get better on, but is it something that I, I regret today? No, but to answer your original question, I do think, yeah, I mean, you know, when, when uh, you, you, you kind of grew up in a certain culture, dating for such a long time is not really a thing. It, ha it has to come to a point where, you know, you have to marry the person. But in my case, I did marry the right person, so it's not something that I... Mm. But also the... You decided to be a parent very quick. Okay, this is an interesting question. That was question. an accident. Well, <laughs> I mean, no accidents. Um, I think, look, I think for you it's important because I would have loved to have Zahra also here, maybe one day. Um, but I know also for Zahra it wasn't easy. And I think now Veronica, my mother, it's an important 
point to talk about post- postpartum depression and how difficult it is maybe from a man's perspective. I'm not comparing men to how much women would struggle with this, but also sometimes I think as a man, if you see your partner struggling and not being able to get out of that depression, you feel helpless. Mm. And as a man, if you feel helpless, you don't feel like a man. You feel like I can't do anything about it. I'm trying to make a joke or support or change pampers or take her out, but it's not working. So I think recently we spoke about this and you said how unaware you were. You thought, I think, that she was depressed, I think, in one or two. But she said in all. All of them, absolutely. Imagine four depressions, four children. Did you get it? And no. So how was it? How was it for you to see that? So when when the pregnancy starts, right? So we've all have in our minds this is a nine month journey. You you struggle, mm-hmm. you go through all of this. Month nine comes. Eight months. Eight months. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait for anything. <laughs> uh, so month nine, whatever the baby comes out for the father, that's it. Happy moment, right? This is the goal. It's there. But for the women. That's what it's supposed to be. Now, all of a sudden, it's not. Like, you know, one thing that had told me is like, Hassan, you know, our first child, when she had him, there, there were times where she didn't want to see him. There were times that she would just cry when he's there or someone. I mean, there's all these different emotional roller coasters that she's going through. Now, for me as the father, I'm done. Right? I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're supposed to be happy. Like, what's, or why she, what's, why wrong, she, with what's wrong with her? You know, and, and even when we went to, you know, uh, the classes at the hospital, a lot of it was just mm. about, you know, uh, how to deal with pregnancy cycle, mm. but not too much about what happened after. And, and the other thing that, that I noticed was that a lot of women don't like to exper- uh, express these emotions in public. So, for example, she'd go in the bathroom for such a long time because she would cry. She'd, you know, she'd be like, I'm talking to myself and be like, this is not real, it's just temporary. So, so a lot of the suffering happens behind closed doors. I mean, we just see a, a tip of it, right? So for me, you know, um, I just feel like I wish I knew more about it then. I, I wish it was something that was kind of, you know, uh, been, taught. been taught. Like I just didn't think, um, you know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, and people would say like, oh, she's, she'll, she'll get over it. You know, it's just a time thing. She'll, she'll be fine. But the whole body changes in so many different ways that. I think, I think you said you touched on so many uh, important points. So one of the points I made with in Veronica's uh, video with me in Instagram, I said, you can't say, um, you know what, guys, shut up. You don't know what the hell we're going through. You have no business talking about this. You'll never understand. Because that type of immature approach is immature. Absolutely. Because if you think the guy doesn't understand, then talk to him. Absolutely. Talk, communicate. And I think that's the issue we have, that the woman thinks he's stupid. He's a guy. He doesn't know any of this. He will never know how I feel. We never claimed that we will know how you feel. As women, we never claim. But it. the thing is, it's not. It's not that we just don't talk to men about it. Don't we don't talk. To talk we don't talk to women yeah, about that's it. That's the point. And I think so, you mentioned that. And Lama, yeah. who's married to my brother, said, "Women and women don't don't, are not friends." Yeah. So no. I don't even when you see all of your friends talking in front of each yeah. other as mothers, they're like, "Yeah, everything is perfect. The school is great. Yeah. My kid is great." But it seems because maybe women feel if I show her that I'm struggling. I'm not a good mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. I'm not doing a good job because everybody seems to be doing a great mm-hmm. job. I'll tell you what happened to me when you were born. Now, I, as I said, I was 18 and I was a kid myself. So 
no education about children. I didn't have any kids in the family. So suddenly I had the contraction and I still have one month to go. I have him, his father was away, he came. And then I remember seeing him in occupator, occupator, yeah, occupator, yeah. And I would stand there, I want to cry now because I remember being a kid looking at a, a small baby which was in me and his mind and I would cry. I didn't know why. Then I went back to my mother's house because that's our culture. I remember feeling nothing much. And I felt so bad. I felt so guilty. And then you have these ideas that you're not a good mother. How could you not feel this? And I remember my sister, and I really appreciate, she said to me, these feelings come with time. It took me two weeks of blank feeling. I knew your mind. I would take care of you as much as I knew because your grandmother will come and my, you know, and my mother was there and they would help me out. I would do what we're supposed to do. I could not talk about it. And in two weeks, then the emotions slowly came, the connection. And of course, when I went to the state, it was nine days after you were uh, born. No, not, not one month. And there I had a very strong connection. So I think, I think really um, it's very difficult uh, for women because we don't understand. Now, I think the new generation has much more chances and much more awareness but it was not spoken about. I mean, I didn't even know, knew that the child will move in my stomach. I didn't even know this. And then they told me, and then I felt like you're moving. Imagine. I like can just imagine, like a 17-year-old. Back at then. At that time. At, at that, that time, unaware. which yeah. nobody would, you're not supposed to talk about these things because it's Abe. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, went, I don't know if we're going to talk about um, having children and the role of a mother and how yeah, she yeah. takes care of I want of this to be what you think we should talk about, we should talk about. And for example, a lot of the points in the discussion was what is the role of the family and the father because the father had the easy part. He's just chilling. I don't know if this that is, is the point here. That is because, again, now your point is very good and your point is very good. You know, we want to get married to have... Uh, again, it's all about us because, you know, I don't want to be alone and I don't want to, and it's very, you know, human. We are all selfish. So we just think, uh, I want them to take care of me. That's what I wanted to say. And I think we need to, I think, that's my opinion, to change that idea that I have to bring children to take care of me. Not saying, so no, I know that people will kill me, that they should not take care of you. But we have such a high expectation that we will fail no matter what, like, you know, we, they will do, we will fail. And I know they should do, but as um, returning the, you know, being grateful and the I connection. I think grateful. 
you and want, connection. You want the child to be nice to you because he wants to. I but remember, he needs to be I remember telling my grandmother, because um, I like to, to try to visit her once uh, a week, and um, I remember it was a fixed day. So I missed it or something, and she was like, oh, you haven't come on this, these days. What's happening? I'm like, Habibti, do you want me to come when I really miss you? Or you want me to come because I feel obliged? She's like, no, when you miss me. I'm like, okay, I'll come as much as I can. And sometimes I would randomly stop, not on the chosen day. Because I'm close to her house, I'll stop. I'll be like, oh, let me go see. And that is the moments that she feels he actually loves me, he actually misses me. And I think the same approach should be with children. Not the guilt tripping. Oh, you know, I suffered with you. I fed you for months and changed your diapers. I didn't choose to be here. You decided to bring me to this life. Don't hold it against me now. I think that whole psychology is I think we is, need to have a dangerous. session just about this topic. But yeah. again, when we talk about having children, and then why don't women take care of themselves? Hmm. I think that was the That's whole start, thing. Yeah. I think, again, women are programmed that you should do this. You are, this is your duty. It's not men's duty, the man, your husband's duty. He's not supposed to do this. Like, I would not even ask your father to do anything because I was raised, this is a woman's job and 100% a woman's job. So I have to deliver. I have to feed. I have to wash. I have to take care of the helpless child. And you have to look perfect when he comes home. And on the time and other duties in the house, in the States, I, I mean, I was alone. So I had to clean the house. I have to take care of you. I have to cook and I have to raise you because that was also, you know, for me, as I didn't know much. So what happens is I'm not giving an excuse for a woman to neglect herself. That's why now the self-awareness is that, you know, after you pick up yourself, you should take care of yourself and, you know, your body. And I, it's a very, very big topic. Really, this is a very big topic. I mean, we already talked about 10 things that it has to be addressed separately. Yeah. But, and a man is programmed. It's nothing to do with me. Go and take your children. I want to sleep. Okay, you have to go to work and maybe she doesn't need to go to work. If we're assuming she's not working. But don't you agree? Men, you have to really unprogram your, your, your thoughts and mind as an Arab to say, no, I have to be. I have to take care of the child as, as much as I can when I, at least I don't have work during the day. But we're programmed to just do everything ourselves. So um, I just wanted to touch on two points. Uh, firstly, uh, Nito, you said something about being in a relationship and then you end up being in something that is not what you expected. And this is my, my assessment of marriage is I don't want to just get married. I would like to have a relationship and a comp partnership and a companion. And if I don't have those, I'd rather not be married at all because there's nothing more lonely than being in a relationship where someone doesn't understand you, I feel like it's less lonely to actually be alone because you understand yourself, you spend time with yourself, you like yourself. 
but you could possibly not even like yourself anymore and lose yourself if you're with somebody that is not the right match. Or again, on that point, you may also assume that you want children and everyone assumes that this is the, the right way to go. But I can tell you that I know loads of people that are not fit to be parents. Absolutely. And they are parents. They're, they're fathers and mothers, but they're not parents. They're not parenting. And I don't think these people, I mean, if, you ha- if society didn't impose this concept that you have to be married to be happy, then I'm pretty sure most people would say, you know what, this thing is not for me. I would actually go through the different thing in life. So um, unless, like you said, it's going to take a lot of work, but unless we unlearn things and society as a whole supports the fact that you may not have children and that's okay. I think the, the bigger... It should be, the bigger should be point okay. is uh, something I like to talk about, which is we are born unique, each of us. You, I don't think, you, and I always say you should never compare yourself to anybody mm-hmm. because it's not apples to apples. It's not oranges to oranges. It's not. You have a certain journey, certain childhood, certain background, certain experiences that made you Tracy, Veronica, Nido, Hala, Anas. I cannot say, oh, look at Nido, how he's doing at work. I wish I was like him. It doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. So one, you, you're unique. Mm-hmm. But then all the world's systems are one size fits all. School, marriage, children, all of you should get married. All of you should pass biology. All of you should have kids. Mm-hmm. But then if I say what you just said, not everybody's fit to be a parent. And that shouldn't be the expectation. Oh, not yes. everybody's fit to be married. Absolutely. Some people should never be married. But why do we look at that like, Anas, why do you say, no, what, what? I'm like, yeah, not everybody should be married. Not everybody's, um, some of them are shitty husbands or bad mothers or and they're bad just wives. Not good they're at bad it. wives, all of them. So, I like, agree. And some are great and some are born to do it. Mm. So, this is a very important point that you said. Now, go to the. The second point yeah. is what uh, Veronica was talking about, which is you want a family because you want to believe and know that there are people that your offspring and people that you love and care about that are going to be there for you when you're older. Um, I'm going to merge two points with that. One is a lot of mothers um, choose to solely be mothers and not go back to a job or not to work at all uh, if they never worked before or not even have a hobby or anything else because their sole priority and the biggest love of their lives and the biggest accomplishment they've ever had was these children, which is a beautiful thing. And I think it's great to think of your children that way. But I think based on experience and based on not as a mother, but based on having a mother and based on having friends who are parents. Um, with that, if I'm going to put that with what you said, what you said is I would expect them to be around for me and there for me. But if you have nothing else going on for you, how disappointing will that be for you? If there is no other relationship, or uh, whether it's a career relationship or partnership or, or uh, friendships, uh, hobbies, Um, talents, anything that you can tap into when one day your kids will not need you the way they need you right now, right? I mean, I see this from my friends' kids. I mean, even now when my friends' kids are five and six, they're like, mom, I'm going. So let alone when they're 18 and 19 and 20 or 30 and 31, 32, when I don't need my parents at all. Uh, What I need from them is a relationship. I want to hang out with my dad. I want to hang out with my mom. I want to talk to them about things, but need them. I've never needed my parents. You the, want now. You don't need. I want them. I don't need them, right? And if I can see my parents, I'll see them when I can make time or I make the time to see them. But some people become, especially in this day and age when the world has become this small, where you can be on a plane 
your kids can be on a plane all the way in the U.S. studying and working, and how, how available are they for you then? This is my only concern with that thought, that, the way, that, that you will expect your... That's why you want... Not why you want children, but you expect them to be there for you. And that expectation, when, for anything, whether it's this or many other things, when you expect and it's not given to you, it's a complete loss and disappointment. Now, if I would... Yeah. Sorry, Can I say ahead. something? Um, so, um, I don't mean that you... That's the only thing that you will have uh, in your life. Because, um, like, I work and I have my career and I have my kids and I have my parents. Um, it's not like I don't need... Like, I need my parents to survive. But it's, it's very comforting to know that... Mm, I have my parents and I have a home that I can go to mm. and it makes me feel safe. And I think human beings, when they feel stable and safe, can thrive. Yeah. Um, right. If you feel that you're in danger, in danger and nobody has your back, you will always be nervous and you'll always mm. be alert and yeah, you will never explore support. anything else because you feel like you have to be protected all the time. Um, um, I, and, and this is what I've learned also with kids. Kids need to be also safe um, so that they can learn and they can thrive. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why like a stable home is so important. Um, but again, going back to my point, I love the time that I spend with my parents and my sister. And when I'm with them, I don't feel that I need anything else. Like, I feel this is like... Ultimate. Yeah, so this, is, this is really because I, I don't know, it's, it's the, that feeling of, I don't know, being safe again, being um, at it's home. Beautiful. That is, yeah. And I, and I want that for my family as well. And I feel that when I'm with my kids um, at home, like we don't even have to do anything. We, we don't have to go out or... But like, her point also was putting that high expectation that they will be there for me when I grow old. Or that's a kind but of risk. Isn't or it, even isn't what's it wrong a risky, with that? risky expectation? It is because, I mean, yeah. you, luckily for you, I think that relationship is a beautiful relationship, but mm-hmm. not all families are like that. Not all relationships are like that. I, I could give you examples of being inside your family and all you're doing is rolling your eyes and you're like, I can't deal with him and I can't deal with her and we don't yeah. connect, we don't get along. And then I'd find, yeah. let's say, safety and protectiveness from a dear friend that I met recently or somebody who uh, hears me out uh, if I can talk to Hella for instance and she's the person I go to and I feel I can breathe so it doesn't necessarily have to come from family is my point that means if someone is not getting married or doesn't have the chance to get married it's it's not the end of the world because you could find that relationship if you're good enough if you're good to create relationships and all my life I create relationships I can tell you I truly have loving and close and dear, dear people in my heart that are not my family. And they are... Mama, one thing I need to say, nothing is wrong with expectation too. Human, no matter how we say, no matter how much we say, we do expect. Yeah. I expect you to to be nice to me. I expect you to be respectful. I expect you to, you know, small things and big things. Right. Now... What she has in mind is nothing wrong mm. 
we're just saying to exceed it. Like I have the expectation from my son. Of course, he has to respect me. Mm. That's his expectation. My expectation, for if I give you something to say thank you, mm. it's not wrong to expect. It is to depend. Like both of you are right. Yes. Because I wish girls will think of you and I wish we have more of people like you because we will save so many people the heartache and then the edge that they are so nervous that they are losing their life because they could not find a husband or, you know, mm. I admire Wadiha. She's a friend of mine from Jeddah and, mm. um, and she's an um, assistant professor and anesthetic doctor. And she says, I don't feel I want to be a mother or I want to be married. Now, she's over 40, and I, I admire that. Of course. That we have... You're honest with yourself women more than anything. That, no, an Arab woman mm. to say... I respect this, this is not for, for me. me. This is not for me. Now, yeah. That's fine. I, 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 I absolutely right. I think uh, expectations are fine. We all can expect things. I think the problem is when something becomes a must, right? Mm. Like, oh, I must nice. get married. Mm. I must have my children do this. And one thing you and I have spoken about, and, and really one thing that changed my life, is, is to really understand that the only thing that I, you, all of us can control is us, yeah. right? Mm. You cannot, you know, you can expect something, but you have to be real. Like, you, like look, at some point, your kids are going to grow up, mm. and yeah. they're going to choose whatever they want. You know, I love what you're saying, because it seems that those are values that were instilled in you from a young age, and some family yeah. values. Mm -hmm. And, and from it, Spain, and, and, exactly. like not an Arab. And it takes work, yes. right? Yeah. It takes a lot of work, consistency to, to make something like that For happen. Veronica, I think because she experienced it with her parents, yep. she would love to establish it. Yep. With, but then her, her point is just make sure yep. you it's don't put all of your eggs in that basket. Yeah. You hope it happens. Yep. You hope you get that beautiful And there's a real and genuine relationship also, there. Otherwise, yeah. it's not an expectation that every child will always be there. Some kids don't even talk to their parents. I mean, I, I, I've lived abroad for the past 12 years. I am sure that my parents wouldn't want me to live next door. But I don't. And they gave me the freedom to choose whatever I wanted to do. Um, and I would understand that for my kids, too. I know that they're not going to be stuck to me uh, their whole life. And I, I will respect their decisions. Um, so it's not like I only had children so that they can take care of yeah. me and be Which stuck to me. Do, huh? yeah. yeah, for me, I, I understand that they... I also, like, for example, didn't study with what my parents wanted me to study, but they told me, okay, I, I love you to be a doctor, but okay, you want to study that? Fine. You know? Um, I'm not giving you more money. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and that's, that's completely fine, you know? Um, I wanted to talk about something, actually, on this subject, and it's about parenting, okay? I'm not a mom, so I'm not sitting on my high horse talking about it, but... I know that, I mean, there's an Arab culture which is a version of parenting, especially as a mother, is asking you a hundred times whether you have your jacket on, whether you're... you're what, Overprotective. Uh, but like the, the mother's version, and especially in the Arab world, is 
And did you wear your jacket? Are you careful? Are you, dry your shoes, fix your hair, and you can be 20 and 30 and 40 years old, and you will still get these questions and these I comments. I don't know that. You're not this girl. <laughs> You're not this I, woman. I think I have a different gene somewhere. I know. This is what <laughs> I, I want to get to. This is what I want to get to because I don't. I'm not going to generalize, but I feel that if, back to my initial point, if your only version of yourself becomes your children, and this is examples across the board of parents of all of my friends or myself or whatever it is, if your only version of your, like a lot of women say, um, I don't know what I was doing before I had my child. Like I love them so much. Like where, who was I before? I think that's a very dangerous thing to say. It's a very dangerous thing to say where you're literally shitting all over your past because now you have a child and this is the only thing that matters. And if you have that mindset and you have no other ambitions or no other goals, then this child, I think you become that, you tend to become that kind of a, parent, a mother where your, your attitude towards the child is still as if they're five years old, as opposed to you having, I feel, working on yourself all the time, uh, reading up on things, keeping up to date to everything, working on self-care and also on and your ambitions and your goals. <laughs> and then I see the way, let's say, you parent Anas. And it is not a very Arab woman's version of parenting. Your version is, he's a man and I respect his ideas and his opinion and I need to talk to him like a friend and a man before I talk to him as a mother. And that's how you, that's your version of parenting. And I think it's a, this is what you need. I think moms in this region tend to think that you need, you know, Oh, I love you. Habibi, are you okay? I think it's a different way of expressing, and I think it becomes obsession. Yeah, it's not the... Your your mind. But I'll tell you my version. I think, yes, uh, still I have that negative side of mind too. Mm. Now, I had a mother who was... She was very controlling. You know, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you... My mother was really like, you know... And even at an older age, when you're oh, older. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was like, where are you? Now, until today, nobody could ask me, where are you? When it? Hey, I hate it. When it? Where I will be? I'm at office. What am I going? Anyway, uh, so I, I did the exact the opposite with my kids, mm. which is... Not control them, not interfere. Unless they ask me, I answer. Mm. And half of the time they say, you know, that's your opinion, mother, but I'm not going to do it. If my mother, I didn't listen to what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Then I didn't want to do that. But then I went a bit overboard with not, um, how can I put it? Not giving them, like... Not Certain much. boundaries, maybe she wants to say. Not teaching them. Or etiquette. No, I I'm think your no. Your etiquette mm-hmm. is... No, not teaching them their... Um, I'm your mother first and your friend second, maybe. No, 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 no. no. The friends are first always. Mm. Of course, that's... It's okay. I mean... I think that's how it should do be. Do I expect a 38 years old to say, you know, Mama, I want to be coming to your house every day and see you. No. I want to see my friends, and that's the healthy way. Yes, I want to see you, my mother, but I would not be number one. Maybe as a mother role in their mind, I am, 
But as a lifestyle, of course he wants to be with me, though. Sometimes he doesn't want to be. Sometimes he says, no, mother, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, are you going for lunch with, you know, Friday lunch? And I'm like, I'm going with these friends. Like, it means it's only us, which is, doesn't offend me. But then I feel I took so much away the duties that they should do, too. See, I went a bit of... But the, we come back then to that point of bringing them up so that they have certain duties towards their parents. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have. No, I think saying, they should. I think... Yeah, I remember a guy who would leave our oil field and drive all the way to Ras Al Khaimah. That is four and a half hours. Yes. And I remember he took his mother to a wedding in Abu Dhabi. So that's four and a half then he picked her up from Ras Al Khaimah, went to Abu Dhabi, that's two, oh my God. two, three hours. And then on the way, I remember she forgot something in midway. So he went back to Ras Al Khaimah. But this is the so extreme. So this is where I'm trying, you see, there's sometimes like, <laughs> I'm like, I wish there was no, Uber he, at that time, but he's going that's to, where no. I think if you're practical, like... Uh, he's going to heaven. No, but also, yeah, he's yeah. got to be going to heaven. As a mother, if, sorry, if I was a mother in this case, I'll think, Why that is going? quite selfish and dangerous that your son is not even sleeping, he's driving because he has to. He has to. Sure he has to. He has to. Get a driver. No, but it's a must. this is where That's I think problem, is. Most mothers or parents, they would do this to their children. Now, I did the other way to say, you know what, they should, I don't want to bother them with this. But then... They got so again, used to it that they yes, don't do anything. Yes. Yes. You, ha- you have <laughs> And points. I think, again, it's not right. Yeah, I think, I think that works with relationships as so well. So what he said you, before, I want to do it because I want to, you know, miss my grandmother. But some, if you're used to it, as a doing some duties, you will miss no, more. I, no, I think we need to clarify that point. Also, to visit my grandmother, it's I should duty. also visit her sometimes when I don't feel like it. Yes. Because I know duty. how much it means to her. And I think it's a very tricky thing, especially with the current uh, lifestyles we're living as people. It's like, no, only if it suits me. No. No. It's Sometimes it doesn't you suit only. you. Sometimes you know your yeah. father needs you, or your friend needs of you. Of course. You're tired, you want to sleep, but you're like, they need me, I need to go. So I didn't mean it in that way. Yeah. You started one point and I interrupted you and I think you had this another This must point. thing, it killed me when you said it. What? The what? Oh, must. The you had another point, right? Um, the last time you were speaking and then we talked about something. And about what was it? Yeah, uh, I, think it was, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, in this world, our, our experiences are based on how other people reacted to certain things before us. You know what I mean? No. So, um, if you don't get married, people who, you know, we, we see, for example, uh, life's expectations. You know, you grow up, you go to school, you're told by teachers what to do, you're told by your parents what to do, you're told by your bosses what to do. So our entire life, we're mm. only conditioned based on what other people expect from us, tell us what to do. Sure. And it takes a lot to just... Get off that road and say, Mm. let me do something different. Let me try something different. So my life, you know, and and this is something that, you know, I've talked to you before, like around 2005, when I went, you know, not postpartum, but my own own depression, right? Mm. And, And I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to talk to people about it. So it's not just women that don't know how to talk about these things. When people- I think men are worse. Men were even 10 times worse, right? So, so what I actually, you know, discovered at that point was like, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but like, I'm enough. Like, I don't need a girl to make me happy. 
I don't need a job to make me happy. I don't need a certain status to make me happy. Because at the point, you know why I was down at the point? Because I had a girl who broke my heart. I flunked out of school. I didn't know what my career was going to be. So all these things that everybody else was expecting out of me, I wasn't doing. And, and that was just killing me. But the moment that I said, I was like, so, so what? Like, whatever. Like, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? And all of a sudden, it's, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a moment of empowerment, right? And I'm like, wow, like... Like, there's a whole new world here when you have your own lens that you're actually seeing it through, right? And, and, and for me, I think that's something that a lot of people um, don't understand, unfortunately. Vero, any final thoughts? Um, so, continuing uh, with what Nito said, I think um, you're responsible for your own happiness in the end. Uh, it's not your kids, it's not your husband, it's not your friends, it's, it's you. It's not something external, it's internal. And whether you decide to have kids, not have kids, work, uh, be a stay-at-home mom, everything is fine as long as you're happy with it. And you should not be judged for your decisions and, um, and not do what others expect you to do. Um, whatever parenting style is good as long as you're happy with it um, and that's pretty much it Tracy um, I think I, I wanted to just add to what you said now um, I think yeah to each their own and um, based on you your happiness is based on what you decide to do, make of it but I think a lot of people tend to tend to forget that it's not, I mean, they will claim to be happy or because they don't like to communicate or talk with other people about it. But I think more importantly, work on your relationships, which allow you to have these conversations, um, allow you to be honest with each other. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, my priority in a friend is someone who I can say anything I want to and it's judgment free. And I feel maybe in your generation or your society at the time, it was hard to have a discussion about ever having postpartum or discussing any sort of depression. Know about it. Yeah, and then you just keep to yourself. But I don't think, for instance, in my group of friends, because we don't have those issues, we've always said the worst and the ugliest in front of each other, and it was, uh, that's, that's okay. So with them, I think it may have been a bit easier. They would tell me, like, I just, I can't stand this. I can't look at my kid right now. And it was no judgment. So work on those kind of relationships before getting to a point where you need someone, you need support, and you don't have it, right? Because then all of a sudden you realize, I don't have anything honest and genuine with people around me. Nido, any other points? Yeah, I think uh, most of us in this world, the biggest things we struggle with is not the thing in itself, it's how we in interpret the thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And what we need to realize is that we control that interpretation. Some parts of the world, people die and they celebrate because that's the way they interpret things, right? Other parts is different. So understanding that you have the power to control that, mm -hmm. um, it's your life. And, you know, just I hope, uh, you know, you use that power to make your life the way you want it. Mama. Well, I have to say I'm very impressed. Um, I want to say uh, something about Vera, I think. Um, the way she, um, you know, I, I see you every day. The way you're handling your life is amazing because you do work. 
you are a hands-on mother and you are a wife. So, and I know you say in one hand, I want to have a family so that they take care of me, but then you're living it in a, in a very, uh, again, again, I wish balanced way. We have women like you as mothers because you had a baby and I think it was two weeks or more and then you came to work. So it's not like you're sitting there, you know, I'm going to raise them and wait for them to do me a favor and pay me back. So I think uh, today I'm very impressed. I have to say I thought it would be a very good discussion, but I could say your must thing, it killed me. <laughs> I'm going to copyright that, so you yeah. can't use yeah, it. Yeah, I, cannot. I would say Nido. So when you said um, there is an expectation, which is a very natural thing, I think the, you, you really understand me. Really, I told you this. <laughs> and there is a must. Now I'm going to expect uh, Anas to come and visit me. Can I say he must? No, because I don't have control over him. Mm. That's the thing. And I'm very impressed to see somebody work so hard on themselves to say, you know what, I'll go in my life, and if I find a man, be it, if not, I'm still happy. And for you to have children, but you're still working and looking beautiful, like always, and... Uh, Look what we can say about you. So many things exactly, we can say about exactly. you. The kind of woman you yeah. turned out to be with all your history and everything we know, and you've said it before After on one of the AP talks, <laughs> you are like second to none, truly. And Nido, really, I think uh, you're an example of uh, the young generation, hands-on father and husband, and you really work very hard on yourself, like really, really. I don't want to say anything about my son because then you are no, my let's son. Just stay there. And We're it's good. not about you today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just sit so, in my on. lonely chair here. <laughs> I just hope, really, this is what I will end up and saying. Mm. I really hope women learn to say, you know, do I really want to get married? Mm. I really, or I am expected. Do I really want to have children? Or I'm expected. And when I have children, can I balance it in a way that I can take care of my body, not stay there and gain weight and feel I am the sacrificer mm, because my, I, I gave my life to my children? No, mm. you gave away your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that was a huge one we had to touch on, by the way, for yeah. people's opinions. But it's okay. Next <laughs> we'll one. We'll see. Look, this is the... On the next one. Yeah, it looks like it depends what the reaction of the people will be. And I think also the reaction of ourselves feeling we just touched on something that can be talked about for 10 more chapters, whatever. And it will be interesting to see the feedback of the people, but it's definitely not a conversation that can be had in an hour or so. No, no, uh, I think it should. And hopefully it's a, it's a beginning of different uh, special series. I think each one of you said something so rich that it could be talked about a full, full pro, like you know, episode about just that. Good subject. luck, guys. <laughs> yes, More I really think yeah. that's where awareness comes. Yeah, when people can hear what you're saying as a single and as a mother and as a father and as a mother and a grandmother. And single or a single? 
سينجل اندت وذ جوك يلا اوكي يا اندت اول رايت ثانك يو ثانكس ثانك يو